unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And everyone say amen and say for unto us. And then we see the angel's declaration in Luke chapter 2 when he met with the shepherds there. And I love the fact that he, that he revealed himself and his coming in, an, uh, in another angelic uh, methodology to some simple shepherds uh, on the hillside. And what the declaration was, was is this, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And so we've realized today and we realized last week that the, the message and embracing the Christ of Christmas, we, we need to make it personal and realize this is for and all about us for the sake of our eternity, for the sake of our plan, the God's plan and purpose for our life. And so we've been talking about embracing the Christ of Christmas. And last week we realized that the way we begin that is by faith. Everyone say by faith. You embrace the Christ of Christmas not by watching Christmas movies uh, or, you know, uh, singing Deck the Halls uh, and just kind of getting in the what we call the spirit of Christmas. Let me tell you, the spirit of Christmas is the spirit of Christ. Amen. And so we embrace him by faith, just like Mary did when the angel came and visited her. What did she say? Once she understood what God was up to in her life, she said, be it unto me according to your word. Amen. Everyone say, be it unto me, Lord according to your word. And so now this morning, we want to look at Isaiah 9 and we want to embrace the Christ of Christmas and just look at his name. His name shall be called, everyone say, Wonderful Counselor. Now that some scripture and some uh, uh, translations translate it Wonderful Comma Counselor and that works, but uh, I believe it's best written and when you look into the original uh, I think it's best translated, wonderful counselor. Amen. Everyone say wonderful counselor. And my friend, he is a wonderful counselor. And today, you know, I want us to just look at that for just a moment, just break it down a little bit. The word wonderful there in the Hebrew means a miracle or miraculous. How many of you know the coming of Christ was miraculous? And his capacity to counsel and help us is miraculous as well. We need the miracle wisdom and insight of God. And now the word counselor has the idea of wisdom and revelation and really the advisor of resolving things. How many of you in your life, you need a miraculous resolving of an issue or a circumstance or a situation or of a sickness? I'm telling you, he's the wonderful counselor. He's the the miraculous advisor into your life. And when he came to planet earth, he came for you, he came to you, and he comes to us, and he wants to be made manifest in and through us as the wonderful counselor, amen? And so I want to talk to you about that this morning. And you know what, that uh, Isaiah 28 verse 29 says he's wonderful in counsel. 
How many have ever, come on, let's be honest. No, I'm, I'm not, I won't even refer this to, uh, you know, emotional needs or whatever. How many of you have ever had to have a little counseling from someone, some wisdom and insight? I did this weekend with my friends. I needed some, uh, you know, the Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there's what? Safety. Now, the one little side caveat to that, you better have counselors that are connected to the wonderful counselor. If you got counsel, if you got bad counsel, anybody ever got bad counsel? Everybody said, sell, 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 and so you sold, and then it went skyrocket, or you hold, 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 and then it, and, and then it uh, tanked, you know. Uh, we, hey, you got to be careful what counsel you listen to, but I want to thank God today that the Christ of Christmas has come to be a wonderful counselor to my life. And he'll provide that for us. And it speaks to humanity's inherent need for heavenly wisdom and revelation and guidance in our life. Listen carefully. As a human being, we have an inherent need for heavenly wisdom and revelation and guidance in our life. Somebody say, I know that's right. Now, as I prepared for this message I, I found myself going in a way that was surprisingly uncomfortable for me. Now, let me explain, because you know, as uh, if you've been around, when I start uh, looking at a topic, of course, as I've already done this morning with Wonderful Counselor, I look at the meaning of words and what the Hebrew, the original Hebrew and the, the original Greek uh, and how they, you know, what they were, they're a translation and, and kind of just glean greater, uh, greater understanding. And as I began to study about our need for wisdom and this reality that, that humanity has an inherent need for heavenly wisdom and guidance, I began to look at the Word of God and I began to see the word fool and foolish a whole lot. Now, I, don't want, I want to be careful here today, but I, I, I just have come to a conclusion that without wonderful counselor, most all of us, and I'm going to just say humanity by and large, are foolish. And we have a foolish nature. And so I want to talk to you for a moment about the foolishness of humanity and the foolish nature of man. And as I look to these words, and I began to look even at the word foolish and fool, the word stupid came up a lot. I have to be honest. Now, I'm glad the children are gone because Ty Weir, if I said the word stupid, he would say, you don't say stupid, Papa. But we may, as he grows, Brent, have to give him a little biblical insight because the word fool and foolish in the both New and the Old Testament have their root meaning in, with, in the word stupid. Everybody say stupid. Just go ahead and say it. Now, don't call anybody stupid. Because what I'm saying, without the wonderful counselor, we are all. Let me do, now, now, now that we've crossed that bridge, how many of you want to be honest here this morning and say, you know, Pastor, I look back at my life, and there's some things that I did, they were just flat out stupid. All right, am I the only, I'm about only three, Beverly's only three stupid people in the world and you're not one of them. Okay, uh, all right. 
And when I began to study this, my wife got real nervous because she knows, uh, you know, and I get onto something, I can really hammer it. And so, but I realized something. In fact, I, I kind of bounced this off my friend, Pastor Sonny, and, and uh, he got all excited about it. And we, he helped me actually with this message. And in fact, the last couple of days, we were this weekend, he sent me some passages of Scripture that are in the Message Bible that just just kind of got rid of, of any nice way of saying it. And for example, Acts 2.40 in the Message, it says, get out while you can. Get out of this sick and stupid culture. All right. And then he texts me, he said, because uh, they're iced in. We, Beverly and I made it out of the ice bowl up in Dallas this weekend. We were up there in a retreat. And so that... That was almost kind of stupid, uh, but we got out, uh, and uh, he sent me a text and said, have a great stupid service tomorrow. <laughs> and then this morning, he sent me Jeremiah ten twenty one. I assume this is in the message, uh, and it's about leaders. It says this, it's because our leaders are stupid, they never asked God for counsel, so nothing worked out right. Now, that's just the Bible. And when you look at Scripture, in fact, gosh, uh, uh, Psalm 14, 1, you've heard this. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Now, let me just give it the message. Uh, the, the stupid person has said in his heart, there is no God. In fact, if you even looked at the Hebrew there a little bit, the word no, uh, uh, the, the, there is no God, uh, there is is in italics, and you could read it this way as well. The fool has said in his heart, no, God, no. The stupid person. Now, let's, let's just, hey, allow me to bring it down into words we can understand. When you look at God and say, no, God, now that's just stupid. Everybody say, now that's just stupid. Now, you're going to have to get that because we're going to say that a lot here. I'm going to say something, and you just back me up by saying, now, that's just stupid, okay? Are you with me? The person who says in his heart, there is no God. The person who says in his heart, no God. That's what the Bible says. It speaks to our inherent need for supernatural wisdom and miraculous wisdom and revelation in our life. Proverbs twelve fifteen. The way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkens unto counsel is wise. The stupid person thinks everything is through his eyes is all just right. I've got it all figured out. How many of you know nobody's got it all figured out? The person who thinks he's got it all figured out, he doesn't need any counsel from God now what the Bible says. Amen? Am I doing okay so far, Beverly? All right. Proverbs 15, 5, a fool despises his father's instruction. You didn't even wait, did you? Let's try it. You want to all get together on this, some of you. A fool despises his father's instruction. That's just stupid. Man. And even Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, and I don't have time to give you the big context, it said, but God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. 
I think the context is uh, somebody who got selfish and he was going to take it all for himself. How many of you, uh, if you, if you think you're just going to get it all for me, it's all about me and it's not about others and it's, it's just stir, you know, eat all you can and keep the rest. Uh, how many of you know that's just stupid? So as I looked to this and, and began to realize, I just began to realize, man, it validated for me that humanity is inherently stupid. And all of us realize that. And, it, and, and when, when the prophet spoke about Jesus coming, one of, he said, let me just tell you one of the first names you're going to need and you're one of the first manifestations you're going to have to have as this inherently stupid humanity, you're going to need the Savior of the world to come and he will be your wonderful counselor because we're all naturally born. Oh, yeah, but we're stupid sinners. <laughs> so now as I pondered this uh, you know I just so happened to think you know I began to think about did you know there's some really smart stupid people just because you're smart does not keep you from being stupid now as I began to grow up and I just just I look around even as a you know I grew up in a somewhat Christian home but I began to hear about where we as as humanity came from you know and, and I heard that that we evolved from monkeys now I wasn't very old when I realized now what that's just stupid <laughs> I don't know about you, but my great, 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 granddad and grandmama were not monkeys. And some well-respected scientists, because evidently they couldn't embrace that thought, they embraced the Big Bang Theory. And that's not, and that's it is, it's it's a bad theory, that somewhere back in time a cosmic explosion happened, and then all of a sudden, here we were. Come on, say it. That's just stupid. And humanity has continued to validate, for me at least, the need for wonderful counselor. Now, let me bring it up to, I don't know if you get all these weird news things, but I very, this is hot off the presses. I read an article a well-respected, I'm going to put that in quotations, a well-respected, renowned scientist. He's moved beyond just the chimpanzee, and he's moved beyond the, the Big Bang Theory. He has come up with, the, with his belief that humanity was born from a chimpanzee mating with a pig. That's, come on, that's just stupid. In fact, Sonny, we, we try, it iced up in Grapevine where we were. And he's a, he's, if you've been, he, he's preached here. He's a, what do you call it? He's an illustrated sermon. He said, Sam, you need one of those t-shirts that says, I'm with stupid we actually hunted for one. I tried to get one ordered and quick shipped. But how many of you don't want to have to live life with your, your family and friends being tempted to buy that T-shirt? 
pardon me, I'm just with stupid. And I began to realize, man, humanity needs a wonderful counselor. Now, lest we judge well-respected uh, scientists too quickly, the one who would think that humanity was born from a chimpanzee mating with a pig, which by all, we've all de- determined that's, that's just stupid. I've realized something about the church. Some Christian people, I'll put that in quotes, think you can cross an immoral lifestyle with a church-going lifestyle and turn out okay. I didn't even have to point at you at that one. Some folks, some Christian folk, think you can cross a critical spirit with the Holy Spirit and turn out with a good attitude. It's just stupid. Some people think you can cross a disobedient heart with a disciplined life and turn out righteous. Now that's, it's just stupid. Somebody knows that's for sure. Some people think you can cross, a, did I say critical spirit with the Holy Spirit? I said that. Some people think you can cross a stingy heart with a name it and claim it belief system and turn out blessed of God. Now, my friend, understand something. It's just stupid. Some think you can cross a gossiping tongue with a tongue-talking tongue and turn out okay. That's just stupid. And so understand something. We are not immune from our nature. We come up with all kinds of stupid things that we do because we are inherently stupid. And we need the wonderful counselor to come in and the Christ of Christmas to show up and keep us and guard us from ourselves. Are you with me? Now, if you watch Duck Dynasty, and I know you do, you know Phil Robertson says, you can't fix stupid. But though Phil's right in a lot of things, he's wrong on this one. Because my friend, you can fix stupid. But let me give you a couple of well-respected thoughts about stupidity this morning. (laughs) Follow with me today. I think I've got you. I think you understand where I'm going. Let me give you some well-respected, well-rounded thoughts about stupidity and about foolishness. Number one, sin makes you stupid. And we're all natural-born sinners. And that sin causes us to do stupid things. David said this in Psalm 39, verse 8. He said, deliver me from all my transgressions and do not make me the reproach of the foolish or the stupid. David understood that his sin nature linked him with the reproach of stupidity. And so sin makes you stupid. Tell somebody that. Just tell them, you know, sin makes you stupid. Oh, let me just say, look there, I put us in there. I'm taking out you because everybody say this, sin makes us stupid. And how many of you can testify to that? 
Sin gets on your life and you do some of the stupidest things, some of the things you never believed you would do. Titus said this in Titus 3.3. He said, for we ourselves were once also once foolish, disobedient, and deceived, serving various lusts. How did, hey, what was he linking? Our sin nature with our stupidity. We were once ourselves also foolish and stupid. Why? Because we were disobedient, deceived, serving our various lusts. Sin makes us stupid. And here's Pastor Sam's well-respected thought about stupidity. You can't fix stupid with stupid. Let's make it personal. We can't fix stupid with stupid. Come on now, say it. We can't fix stupid with stupid. It's like what, hey, here's an old proverb or whatever. You jump out of the frying pan into the... Fire. Try to fix stupid with stupid. I have seen that over and over and over again. Make a stupid mistake and they think, oh, stupid plus stupid equals not stupid? Now that's just stupid. If we think we can keep doing stupid things to fix the other stupid things that we have done because we are inherently, that's just stupid. Am I right? Now, here's my biblical proof. Proverbs 26, 11. As a dog, listen, you know where I'm going. As a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool, that is a stupid person, returns to his folly. As a dog returns to his vomit, and and my friend, that is not a pretty sight. How many of you witnessed such things? So a fool returns to his folly. In other words, a fool thinks I can go back there and get away with it this time. And for some reason, it just won't be as stupid as it was the first time. You can't fix stupid with stupid. I see it all the time. People make stupid financial decisions. and I've got my hand up. I remember one time when I was young, I owned a pickup truck. And I didn't like it, and I saw this really nice-looking one with big, wide tires on the back. And anybody remember Krager Mag wheels? Oh. And I lusted. And I went to my dad, and I said, man, i, I got to buy this car. He said, well, you, you already have a truck. And I said, yeah, but if I don't buy this, somebody else will. And, uh, and man, I bought it, and I ended up with two, two trucks and two payments. It took me a while to get out, and that was just what? Stupid. I've done a few things like that, and we all have. That's why we need the wonderful counselor in our life. Now, and, and so, you, and here's number three. This is what ought to scare us a little bit about our inherent stupidity uh, without the wonderful counselor in our life. Uh, another well-respected thought. Stupid never stays secret. You can't be a closet stupid person. You can't. Listen, I've got a, hey, I got a lot of biblical reference here. Proverbs 18, 7, a fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are the snare of his soul. In other words, he, I can't, he just can't help it. A fool, he just can't help it. Here's another one, Proverbs 29, 11, a fool vents all his feelings. Hey, that's the Facebook proverb of the year. 
I've read things from people I'm going to say, I, want to, I don't want to comment. I want to go knock on their front door and open their door and say, what you put on Facebook this morning? Now, let me just say, that was just stupid. How many of you are with me? You, hey, stupid never stays secret. A fool, a stupid person vents all his feelings. Now, Ecclesiastes 10.3, even when a fool walks along the way, he lacks wisdom and he shows everyone he is a fool. There's no such thing as a closet stupid person. You think you haven't come out of the closet? Just ask around. Everybody knows. Are you with me? Say amen. Amen. And finally, contrary to Phil, God bless the Duck Dynasty guys. Standing up for Jesus. Wow, love it. Contrary to him, we can fix stupid. That's why Jesus came. He's the wonderful counselor. And listen, on our very best day, on our very best day. We have an inherent need for his miraculous counsel and his resolving of things in our life. We need the wonderful counselor. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to close today. I want you to turn over, if you will, to Psalm 73. And everybody say, you can fix stupid. You can fix it. Psalm 73. Now, I'm not going to read a lot of this, but I would encourage you to read this later. But David is having an issue. Anybody ever have an issue? His issue was with the fact that the the unrighteous people seem to be the most blessed people. Has that ever bugged you? And he's, he's having an issue, and it's, it's, it's getting on under his skin, and it's getting under him, and he's, he's having issues with it. It's bothering him. And, and so he says, truly God is good to Israel. He knew that, to such as of a pure heart. But as for me, my feet have almost stumbled. Follow him, for I was envious of the boastful. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, for there are no pangs in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride serves as their necklace. Violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with abundance. They have more than heart could wish. And he goes on and on. He's bothered by this. He was in a quandary, and it, and it says, it's almost making me stumble here. There's, this is, maybe I, I'm, I'm kind of reading between the lines. Maybe I just need to go off and be stupid. Because it seems like the stupid people, you know, what sin makes you stupid. All the sinners seem to be getting all the blessings, and he's in the middle of this quandary. And it says in verse 16, when I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me. It bothered him. And then verse 17, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. Now, what are we talking about? Wonderful counselor. 
He said, all this bothered me. It made me stumble. It was just so painful. He was, rat- he, was, he was an emotional wreck because of what he was seeing until he went into the presence of God. And then he understood their end. And he said, surely you have set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. Oh, how they are brought, how they are brought to desolation as in a moment. They are utterly consumed with terrors as a dream when one awakes. So Lord, when you awake, you shall despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved and I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I'm continually with me, uh, with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel. What did we learn from Davy here? We learn that how you fix stupid, how we fix stupid is by getting into the presence of the wonderful counselor coming into his presence. And let me just give you three simple words from three different angles today. As we embrace the Christ of Christmas, we can fix the foolishness of our heart by coming into his presence just like David did, and we can reverence him. Psalms 111 verse 10, I believe it says this, the fear of the Lord, that means the reverence of God, is the beginning of what? Wisdom. And we all need wisdom. We all are inherently foolish. We all inherently have done stupid things. And without the wonderful counselor, we will be as a foolish person, lost in our own ways, saying we can do it all by ourselves. But when we come into his presence and we reverence him, we worship him, we honor him, It opens the door to the wonderful counselor in our life. And number two, we can fix our foolishness by not only coming into his presence and reverencing him, but listening to him. Everyone say, listen. How many of you know most people are hard, hard, they're not good listeners, do you know most people, while you're talking, they're, they're not listening. They're thinking about what they're going to say in response to what uh, they want to say. And listen, when you come into his presence, just listen. Look what Proverbs chapter 2 says, verse 1 and 2. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear. Pardon me. So that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. If you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver, silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Where did it begin? Coming into his presence and listening to him. Listen, there's nothing wrong with God's voice. He has wisdom for us. He's wonderful counselor. He's wonderful counselor. You know, uh, Laurie's here. She's, he, she's, our, she's, the counsel, she's the real counselor in the room. I'm not the real counselor. I've done a little, and I can, I, hey, I can do okay in a pinch. But what I've learned about a lot of people, uh, they, they want you to listen to them. They say, I need counsel. Can I come in for counseling? And now this is a part of the therapy for them to get it out, I understand. But I've had people literally interrupt counsel to tell me more. 
And I've had people say, and I've had people, in fact, I've actually said this to people. Now, listen carefully. I'm about to give you three things you can do that will change the circumstances of your situation. I'm going to give them to you. You've got to listen, and not only listen, but you've got to follow through. You've got to do it. And then they'll come back the next week, and I say, well, what were those three things? Oh, I don't know. Who were they? Uh, oh, you weren't listening. How's the situation? Well, it's getting worse because you didn't listen. Listen carefully. This is scripture. You've got to open up your heart. If you want to get past this foolish nature that we all have within us, we've got to re- come into his presence and reverence him and listen up because he's got wonderful counsel for all of us. Reverence him. Listen to him. Because he'll speak. I'm telling you, there have been times in my life when, when things looked so out of sorts and like no way out, and when I tuned myself in to hear the voice of God, I began to hear his wisdom and his revelation. There's nothing wrong with his mouth. He's not stingy with his word. If you'll just reverence him and listen to him and come into his presence, David said, when I came into the sanctuary of God, revelation hit me like a light. We gotta listen. And then number three, another simple word. Just ask him. Somebody said, just ask him. Listen, Jesus taught us to ask him. In fact, the scripture said right here in Proverbs 2, it says, if you uh, incline your ear to wisdom, apply your heart to understanding, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then you will understand of the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. Everyone say, for the Lord gives wisdom. What did James chapter 1, verse 4 or 5 say? If anyone lacks wisdom, let, and how many of you know we all lack wisdom? If anyone lacks wisdom, that's me. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally, but let him ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that man expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. So if we'll get into his presence, and that takes faith, and begin to reverence him, worship him, and honor him, and listen to him, and ask him, Lord, I need wisdom over this. I need your will. I need your way. Guess what will happen in your life? God, the wonderful counsel will begin, counselor will begin to fix and help and heal and provide a cover for your natural inherent stupidity. Somebody say amen. Whew. He's wonderful counselor. Let's stand together today. Let's take a few moments. All of us on our best day, need supernatural counsel from God. We've learned some things. We can't fix stupid with stupid. Let me just say, let me stop. I don't know if this is prophetic or just by the knowing humanity and the size of this small crowd here today. Listen, some of you are pondering some stupid things. And everybody around you, if you were asked them, they'd go, no, don't do that. That's stupid. stupid. But you think 
You're smarter than, I just, let me be honest, because this is our nature. We think we're smarter than God. God is the wise one. We need what, what he says is always the best. Everyone say, Father knows best. Oh, yes, he does. And so today as we're standing here in his presence, that hey, David said this, when I came into the sanctuary, not in his body, really, when I came into his presence. What did we sing about today? His presence. Where two or more gathered together in his name, there he is in our midst. We stand in the presence of God. And in his presence today, Who here today can say, Pastor, there's some very real issues in my life and in my family, in my job, where I need wonderful counselor to come and show up in my midst. I got my hand up. Let let me just say, as your pastor, by nature, I'm just stupid. That's why I need his presence in my life. That's why you need his presence in your life. So I want you to picture yourself today just stepping into his presence. And let's just reverence him for a few moments. Let's just worship him for a few moments. Let's just honor him in this place. You can do it out loud. Nobody cares. You can just begin to worship him and thank him and bless him and honor him and glorify him. Lord, we reverence you in this place. Lord God, we thank you that you are wonderful counselor. We thank you that you're mighty God, but you're wonderful counselor today. Today we ask you for wisdom. We listen with our ears to hear what you say. Lord, we tune our ears away from the ways of this world. From the foolishness of our own sin nature. And we turn our hearts to you. We ask you for wisdom today. And we ask in faith. We have faith in you. We embraced you by faith last Sunday. And Lord, today, we embrace you as wonderful counselor by faith. And we ask you, we cry out for discernment. And we lift up our voice for understanding. Be wonderful counselor today. And Lord, today I pray for those who may be in their mind headed in the wrong direction. Lord, I pray today that this would be a divine roadblock for them. That in their heart they would yield to the wonderful counsel of God and realize the error of their way and realize that that, that all of us by nature are foolish and need the wisdom of God and We need you as wonderful counselor. So Lord, I pray you'd put the brakes on people's lives that are heading in the wrong direction, following the the wisdom of this world or the wisdom of their fleshly nature. God, I pray you would stop them and challenge them to come into your presence. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
We receive it. We listen. Ryan, just turn that up a little, and we're going to spend a little time listening to the Holy Ghost. Father, we turn our hearts to hear your voice. The Spirit of God is speaking to somebody now. The wisdom of God is being made available to some who have yielded. You're hearing the voice within the voice. You hear His voice speak to you. Saying, this is the way. posture ourselves in your presence to listen to you and we're going to ask and we thank you that wonderful counselor will be made real in our lives in Jesus name and everybody said amen let's give the wonderful counselor a great big God bless you today tell him thank you Lord for wisdom and revelation amen God bless each and every one of you today As we close out today, if you need prayer for anything and you weren't able to meet our prayer team on the side, they'll be up here in the altar just scattered around. They'll pray with you, anything you may uh, need them to agree with you about. If you're here today and you're searching for a church home and you believe that this is where God is drawing you, uh, then then just, just, just come and say, I believe I'm home. Give the, just do this. Just say, I got the divine okie-dokie, and they'll do the rest, and they'll welcome you into the family of God. And what a great season to plug into the local church just as we're preparing for the new year. A lot of great things, a lot of good things going on. Plug in. Ladies, come out to the house. It's a little cold outside, and Beverly said you might be hot, but she forgot that our central heat did not work this morning so you will have a fire and it will be cozy ladies it's going to be a great time and so just plug into all the great things that are going on and as our prayer team comes we're just going to thank God that his word has been sealed in our hearts today so Beverly come and join us some of our other uh, prayer uh, folks father today we seal this word in our hearts and we thank you unto us as a wonderful counselor in Jesus name and everybody said Amen. God bless you today. Have a great day. And we'll see you Wednesday night. We'll keep studying the Word right here at Church on the Rock North. God bless. Amen.